Good morning and welcome. Here we are once again, and I'm glad you're here. If you are joining us, uh, make sure that you get yourself ready, put on the brakes, grab a cup of coffee, and join the conversation because it's time once again for Coffee Breaks with Steve. Noticing that my surroundings seem a little bit different than usual, it's because I'm not at home. I'm not in my home studio this week. I am actually broadcasting from uh, Gaston, Oregon. I'm here in the Portland area this weekend because I'm going to be attending my high school reunion in just a few hours here. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. If you've been watching the promos this week, you've seen that we're going to be talking about our high school reunions, how we feel about those, the good, the bad, the ugly, the otherwise about those. So uh, hopefully you are ready to participate. If you are just uh, joining us, make sure you do what I see other people doing on here already. And that is saying hi in the comments. Hello, Kathy Glavin. Hello, Carissa. Kim Baker, good morning or good afternoon. Happy Catterday. Absolutely. Jerry Thompson. Shalane is here. All right. Yeah. Um, Kim, we're going to talk about those. Why the ones that we've gone to the missed opportunities or choices that we've made uh, for whatever reason, and the opportunities that may present in the future. My situation, we're going to talk in general, but I'm going to share a little bit about my reunion because the high school I went to was different anyway, unique. I grew up in Portland, east side of Portland, if you're familiar with Portland, Oregon. I know Jerry Thompson is very familiar with what I'm talking about. So is Jay Zetterval. Good morning, Jay. But we, during the 60s, that area of Portland was growing. A couple of areas of Portland were growing. And so the decision was made to build a couple of new high schools. They built one on the west side, Jackson High School. And they built one in northeast Portland to take the overflow from Grant High School, Madison, and I think maybe Marshall, because that area of northeast Portland, they were projecting a lot of growth, a lot of building new houses and population growth. Part of it was there was an east side, a freeway bypass that was going to go through a little bit further east. And they thought that this area was going to grow quite a bit. So the high school that I went to, that a couple of other people on here, Kathy Garlick, good morning. Um, Jerry Thompson says that's a nice way to sum it up. We'll talk a little bit more about that, Jerry. But um, John Adams High School opened in 1969. And just to start with the weird, closed in 1981. That's 11, 11 years of classes, I think, something like that. Class of 70 through, actually class of 70, there wasn't even a graduating class because when they opened the high school, they brought over freshmen, sophomores, and juniors from other high school and let the seniors finish at the schools they were at. So the first graduating class from Adams was in 81, or was in 71. And uh, no, wait, yeah, that's right. Wait a minute. It's going to be one of those mornings, I can tell. And then the school 
the population did not grow. Enrollment at the school never really reached its peak. And by the late 70s was already diminishing. And so they made the decision to close Adams. They also closed Jackson, the other new high school. I think they turned them both for a period of time, at least into middle schools. Um, Jackson may still be a middle school. Adams, they eventually found that this building that they had built by the current codes and everything, that because of the way they built it, the way the, the structure, the fact that it didn't have windows that opened, this very modern design, didn't have windows that opened. It was all internal air circulation. And the ground, turned out the ground they built it on, it, they determined there were very high levels of radon in there and, and other things that were not healthy. A few years ago, they actually tore down this building, tore down Adams High School. Uh, it's just really, it's just really weird. But the other thing about Adams that was unusual, it was this experimental high school, the curriculum and design for which was put together by a group of doctoral students who I think at Harvard, somebody remembering better than I am on, um, on limited toxic mold too. That was the other thing Jerry's mentioning here, radon and mold. Um, the, they built this design that was supposed to be revolutionary. Now, there are aspects of the kind of design and structure and curriculum that they put together, this group that, that sold Portland Public Schools on the idea for Adams. Elements of that I've seen crop up since then in other high school settings. The thing about Adams was, first of all, it was... You, they designed what they called houses originally. I think it, later on it became schools and teams, but it was, you stayed within a certain structure for most of your general education courses, like half a day. And then you branched out for other classes that you wanted to take your, um, you know, whether you were needed to get into specific, some of the science and math may even have been internal in the, in the general education, but also a lot of your electives and, things like choir and theater and shop and those things were outside. That was the other half of the day. Over a period of time, it became, they, they kind of restructured it. They, they went through a lot of restructures over the years. But one of the things that that generated was that you didn't necessarily associate with people on the basis of I'm a freshman, sophomore, junior, or senior. You, you associated with people on the basis of what school or team you were in and what types of other extracurricular things were part of your social setting. So for instance, for me, I was very involved in choir and in theater. And that's where most of my friends were. That's who I hung out with. And it didn't matter how old you were. It didn't matter what grade you were in. And in fact, there were a lot of people. I remember um, when my older sister, Kathy, graduated two years older than me, there were people wondering why I wasn't graduating. And I said, I'm only a sophomore. They, oh, I assumed you were a senior. And some of them didn't know that Kathy and I were related, even though, you know, we always hung out together and stuff. So I just thought you were friends. I mean, it was just the way the social structures worked. And I'm not sure if it was true in the exact same way for everybody. That generally speaking is, is what it was about. And so I'm curious for you about what your experience was. Well, let me let me stop for a second. The reason that that's relevant is that although Adams has had some specific class reunions over time, particularly in years past. In more recent years, the trend for Adams has been all class reunions, where they get everybody from all the 11 years that Adams existed together for a reunion once a year. And it's sort of 
grew organically and, and has continued from there. We're going to be talking about that, but I'm wondering what your experience is. I want you to share your own experiences. And are you a person who looks forward to those? And the other thing, by the way, with that is that then you're not necessarily going, I'm not necessarily attending a reunion because it's my 10 year or 20 year reunion. A couple of you have referred to some of those situations, but They've been scheduling an Adams reunion other than COVID interrupted. Last several years, there's been an Adams reunion every year for whoever wanted to come from any of the classes. And it, it creates an entirely different environment. And it's relevant to Adams because uh, if I were just going for the class of 74, which was my graduating class, I would see people I knew, but I'd be missing a lot of people who were from the classes of 71 through 81, 80 or 81, or whatever the last graduating class was, because I knew people from all of those classes, either by direct association or because of siblings who were close to those people. So it's just interesting. But um, a few days ago, I had an opportunity to speak with Rosemary Hardin, who is the organizer, has been the organizer in recent years for the Adams reunions. And... Um, that was odd. And so I'm, I'm going to play the recording of my conversation with Rosemary. Here we go. Joining me now is uh, Rosemary Harden, who is one of my alumni classmates. She was actually a couple of years behind me in, in high school, but we went to John Adams High School in Portland together. And Rosemary has been really the spearhead for the last several years in organizing an all-class reunion uh, for Adams High School. And, and several years in a row, it was just really successful, even working up to that one, um, what, three, is that three years ago now that we had the big 50th anniversary yeah. of the opening of, of Adams? But anyway, Rosemary, welcome to Coffee Breaks with Steve. Glad you could join me, even though um, for the sake of being transparent, we're recording this ahead of time because at the time that I'm doing this live, you're going to be setting up for this year's reunion. That is so true. So um, I am so thrilled that we're able to do this ahead of time. I just appreciate that you were willing to take time out to join me. But I wanted to talk a little bit, and I've, I've been sharing a little bit about this during the show already. But Adams, talk about, you know, our Adams reunions. Adams was kind of a, an unusual creature, if not a unique place, in that there wasn't really as much of an emphasis when you in your social circles with which graduating class you were in. People didn't care if you were a freshman, sophomore, junior, or senior. It was really about what you were involved in. The circles that you congregated in were based on your interests, right? Right, exactly. And um, yeah, it didn't it didn't have that structure of, um, you know, that so many traditional high schools do of, you know, that sort of delineate between uh, among the classes, you know, you've got your first years, your sophomores, and it wasn't like that. And, and, you know, we, we took we were frequently in classes with people who were older and younger than us and, you know, by a couple of years. So it just, it didn't matter. Um, and, you know, we just took classes and did what we were interested in, no matter where we were in our high school journey. Yeah. And so that's, you know, that lends itself to having an all class reunion. Plus right. our school was only open for 11 years. We only operated for 11 years. So we're yeah. pretty small community anyway. And, and just to clarify that, that the school was built and opened on the basis of anticipated population growth, demographic 
projections for that part of Northeast Portland. And over the course of time, the enrollment never really got to the stage they expected it to and was right. beginning to taper off by the late mm-hmm. 70s as other areas yeah. were growing. And so yeah. shut down. I mean, this brand new building that then got converted to a middle school and eventually torn down for reasons we won't go into. <laughs> but, you know, uh, yeah. but there have been um, Adam's reunions in the past. You were talking about there wasn't as much emphasis on the on the class. And the other thing is it was very usually typical within most typical high schools where the um, the senior class president and and officers were responsible in the in the following years for organizing reunions. We didn't really have that in the same way. That That was often the tradition. And I I just was thinking about this idea of the all class reunions and how this got underway. What prompted you, what inspired you and led you to begin thinking about and putting together these all class reunions several years back? What was the first year? So I, you know, first of all, let me say this was uh, this, I, I was not the one who started them. Um, I, so I, I would love to take credit, but I am, I am not that person. So I don't, I, you know, it, it's sort of like we talked about earlier, it was sort of hit and miss, whoever mm-hmm. want, whoever felt like they could step up and take the time and do it and had the energy would, would um, organize these and they were sort okay. of hit or miss. And then one woman, I think, sort of by default started doing it. Um, and and I started to get involved. I think I showed up a couple of years, you know, early in the morning yeah. to help set up. And then okay. um, and then in 2018, I did that. And and um, and it occurred to me at that one that the next one was going to be our 50th. Yeah. anniversary and it and and it uh, kind of a light bulb went off and I thought we need to make a big deal about this <laughs> that one was amazing I mean both the the night before the first evening that banquet type of thing and it was a little more not formal necessarily but people were kind of dressed up I mean it they was were. a little bit of a fancy event we hadn't I really know. seen that and then the next day I mean we had I would say that had to have been the biggest attendance of any of the reunions so I, far I would, right I would I would think so I mean so that evening at the at the kind of the evening banquet um buffet mixer that right. we had dance um, I think there were nearly 300 people wow. that showed up for that. And for Adams, that's huge. That's huge. Um, yeah, yeah. Because normally at, at our at our yearly all-class potluck picnic, you know, we try to keep them informal. There's no cost to them. You bring food if you can. There's always way too much food to eat. And, you know, <laughs> it's just about the camaraderie and the connection. So, yeah. Um, but we but we did want to make that one kind of special and and Steve so many people said oh Adams isn't going to do that they're not going to wait they're not nobody's going to pay fifty dollars a ticket for this and I thought I think you're wrong I yeah. think they will um, and they did so yes. I was thrilled about that and people yeah. both at the at the evening mixer and the next day I mean there were people who had not come to any of the prior reunions there were people I, I saw that I hadn't seen or talked to in. 40 plus years oh and we're not God. on Facebook. And so I hadn't, you know, there yeah. was no connection. Do you find, have you ever found this Rosemary? This is kind of an aside because, but I think it does relate to why some people don't want to come to reunions is we get into this mode of saying, well, nobody's going to remember me. 
And yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's a typical reaction. You say, yeah. well, that's your insecurity, but it's like, well, sure. I, you know, and it's just amazing. I had people at that, uh, that evening mixer and the, actually, and the picnic the next day who I hadn't seen in, I mean, since high school and in some cases yeah. really hadn't interacted with them since elementary school mm -hmm. who came to me and shared memories that they had going back to our elementary school days, which I oh remember, but you go, well, you know, I remember that, but they're not going to remember it. And they say, I remember when we did this, we did this specific thing. I'm going, oh my gosh, it's amazing how many of those things from our childhood, from our adolescence, from our teenage years shape us and, and remain part of our lives. And I think that's part yeah. of the reason that these are important. And with that, yeah. I, I kind of wanted to hit, you were talking about that camaraderie. You know, there are people, I interact with people who say, I don't know that we need these. And this is, I think, has increased to some degree. Actually, I think there are two camps since COVID. There are some people who've now gotten very accustomed to this idea that we meet virtually. And right. there's Facebook and there are these, you know, you can, you can put together a virtual meeting with 500 people. And people say, we don't need these in-person reunions anymore. It's a lot of expense. It's a lot of trouble. It's, it's time consuming. Some people have to travel. We've got these, now we've got social media, we've got cyberspace. And, and I'm curious from your standpoint, why do you think it's important to keep scheduling and holding these in-person events? Because we're human beings and we need to connect with people in ways that are more meaningful and more intimate than Zoom. I mean, Zoom, you know, Zoom virtual, whatever. Um, I mean, it's, it's great for, for pandemics or when, when people are across the country or across the world from each other, or for some reason, if you can't, they're wonderful, you know, the virtual connections. But but nothing can ever take the place of, of in-person, face-to-face, skin-to-skin contact, nothing. Um, it, it, it's, I, I think reunions are important. And actually when, when you had asked me to do this, I, I kind of started to do a little research and I kind of like dug into, you know, inside to figure out why, are, why do I do this? Why, why are these so important to me? And it's because, because we connecting with family, whether it's your family by blood or it's your family by choice or whatever the circumstances are, is is um, is a way to to reinforce those feelings of of belonging and um, and connection and and we don't we don't get that with Zoom. I, you know, when we're face to face it forces us to be present in a way mm. that you don't have to be on Zoom. I mean, you know, when I'm on Zoom, a lot of times, you know, my head's down like this, I'm checking my phone and you, can, you can't do, well, you could do that face to face, but oh, how rude that would oh. be. But, yeah. you know, I really think that that's why they're important. And I think that they will never become family reunions, class reunions, whatever they are, they'll, they'll never become passe because mm -hmm. we, we, we long to be part of something and to be part of, of that connected fabric of our humanity yeah. and reunions help get us there. I, I love that. I love that reference to family and that, and making that connection that way, because how true is that? You know, even if all these years have passed 
And again, I think there are things that, that people, we all in our own insecurities, and I think insecurities sometimes are tied in with ego, if we're really honest, but this idea that, you know, whatever our memories are, whatever relationships were, there's that idea that, well, I had a falling out with so-and-so while we were in high school. We never really said, I'm sorry. Isn't it funny? I've talked to so many people who say, I was afraid to see that person because we kind of were a little bit of rivals in high school. You know, the years erase, there's such an, the years create such an equalization in so many ways. And, And a different point, let's face it. When we were in high school, it was a very coming of age time, a very life shaping yeah, time, right, but right. we were all pretty immature. Yeah, we thought we knew it all, yeah. but we were pretty immature. And I think that's another reason why it's great to get together all these years later, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you approach each other with all those remember whens, but from an entirely different frame of reference, entirely different perspective than you had when you were kids with hormones and, and crazy ideas and whatever yeah. else was going on, right? You know, the very first Adams, well, it wasn't the very first Adams reunion, but it was one of the first ones that I had been to in a very long time. And I'm trying to think how long ago it was. I think it was like 2012 or 2013. And there was a fellow who um, showed up um, at the reunion and I had not seen him since high school. And um, I, I, I had the me- I had a memory of like not being treating him very respectfully in high school. I was not very nice to him, and um, when I saw him there, I, it gave me the opportunity to apologize to him. Wow. And Steve, it was one of the most healing things ever. I mean, it wasn't like I was a horrible, horrible person. I just wasn't. I just didn't treat him very nice, and he didn't deserve that. Yeah. And so it was just. It was so healing to be able to say, I didn't treat you very well in high school and I'm really sorry. And he was so gracious and and he didn't say, oh, that's okay. You know, that kind of thing that we tend to do. Oh, you know, downplayed. It's okay. He just sort of looked at me and 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 thanked me. And so we've been friends since and he's been to my house and, you know, it's. He, he will be there on Saturday and coming from out of town like you. So, I mean, it's, you know, it reunions provide that opportunity to kind of right some of those wrongs, no matter how small or how big they were. I agree. I, I think that's, uh, I'm glad you shared that because I was going to ask you if you had any particular memory, special moments. I think the other one is to say, is to ask you, in your experience in organizing and particularly in attending the reunions, what was, have there been any moments that were absolute shockers or surprising to you, either in terms of somebody who came or just something that came up during a reunion? Anything come to mind? I know it wasn't something we talked about ahead of time. I was just right. Doing. No, I'm just trying, <laughs> <laughs> trying to think. <laughs> I did. There was a so this is going to make me sound like I was just a horrible person in school. But you know, we all have those people that maybe we weren't as nice to as yeah, we could have. Oh, no, so there was true. another guy who, um, who I, who he was actually my first boyfriend in high school, and I okay. didn't break up with him in a very 
very nice way. Yeah. And so I saw him at a reunion a few years ago. And so I got to I got to apologize to him, too. And he without missing a beat, he said, Rosemary, you're the reason I'm gay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was I mean, without missing a beat, it was hilarious. Oh, that's, so, yeah. So could you ask for a better response than that? I mean, that's no, just, that's I mean, that was perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I know uh, at the 2019 reunion, again, there were people I saw on that Friday night that I was like, oh, my gosh, there was um, my two of my sisters, my two sisters who also attended Adams, Kathy, my older sister and Carla, younger sister were there on Saturday at the picnic. And there's a young lady who was very good friends with our family throughout high school. We kept in touch for a while afterwards. I was friends with her on Facebook and then she's kind of disappeared. And I would check with other of our fellow alums, you know, choir people who we were all part of the same group. And when we were scheduling some of these reunions and people were saying, you know, can we find it? We didn't know where she was oh. and we didn't know if something had happened to her. We didn't know if, we didn't know what had happened. Right. And all of a sudden we're at the picnic last year. And I think it was Kathy came up to me and said, oh my gosh, there's this person. We literally, I think, ran to her and she was excited to see us. And it was just oh. basically, you no, know, she just made a decision to go off of Facebook. She really wasn't on social media, but she gave right. her contact information. And, oh. and it was just, I, when I asked my sister, I said, what was, was there a high point for you in terms of, you know, seeing people? Cause it was the first all class reunion she had gone to. And she mentioned finding that young lady. Now, uh, I mean, we're, how many of us were not, none of us are young anymore, we're, but we're still young. We're still, aren't we? Yes, um, we are. Thank you. I agree. And, uh, and I think that's another thing is we kind of, we kind of re-engage with our youth when we come to these reunions. But yeah. for Kathy, that was the high point for her of oh. that entire reunion was finding that person. Sometimes it's that one reconnection that makes all the difference. So oh. I'm just going to ask you as we're kind of reaching the end of our time. Okay. What advice would you give to somebody who was thinking about organizing a class reunion, whether it was for their graduating class or an all class or anything like this? Is there any I've got advice some music going on here? Oh, that's okay. I don't know how this happened. <laughs> I'm that not hearing weird. it right now. I heard it briefly, but that's okay. It may have been maybe about that. Your, uh, maybe that was the uh, you know like at the Oscars when they say, "Okay, you've been on stage long enough, and we're going to start to play the music to get you off." Um, because I said we're we've gone for a while here. Um, no, but what advice would you give someone? What would you say, both either the good or the bad, or just you know things to to pursue, things that you've learned to don't do this? Is there anything advice that you would give to somebody who is thinking about organizing their reunion? Yeah, um, I, one of the mistakes that I made very early on was there was a lot of interest. A lot of people said, I wanna be involved. I wanna be involved. I wanna help out. And it was overwhelming to me. I mean, it was oh. overwhelming and I didn't know, I didn't know how to bring them in. And, and they were, you know, there were people who were kind of upset with me, understandably so. And I, I wasn't trying to exclude anybody or shun anybody. I just didn't know how to bring them in. And so I talked to somebody who has a lot of experience organizing class reunions oh. and reunions. And her advice was open up your committee meetings and let, let people know when they are and whoever wants to show up can show up. And so oh. we did that. And, um, 
nobody ever showed up, but it's, but, <laughs> but they had the opportunity to, you know, they knew they could if they wanted yeah. to. So that I would definitely, um, I would definitely give that as a little piece of advice. Um, the other thing is there's a lot of, um, a lot of services out there online that provide like reunion websites, yes. which was really an incredible find for us because, you know, people could pay for their tickets for the, for the big bash Friday night through the website and we could, you know, post, you know, real time information and photos. And I mean, all those things you do with a, with a website. So, um, and there are a lot of them out there, just read the reviews and see which ones, you know, you think are, are best. And, um, but those are the, probably the two pieces of advice. And the, the third is just have fun with it. I never like let myself get too tied in or too many um, expectations because yeah. you know I knew it would be wonderful no matter what happened and it was truly incredible at least at least I thought so <laughs> I had a I, great I time so. I so. final, my final question it, yeah. for you would be uh, and I think we've already addressed this to some degree but maybe just in a few words somebody has gotten an invitation to the reunion and they're trying to decide maybe it's the first time that they're even thinking about whether they should attend what, what would you say to the person who's going, I don't know if I should go or not. You know, maybe I wasn't, didn't feel like I was that popular or maybe it's just too many years have passed. What would you say to the person who's trying to make the decision whether or not to go to their class reunion? Well, my, the first thing I would say is that if you think nobody is going to remember you, you're wrong. People will remember you. <laughs> so don't, don't let that, don't let that and don't let your high school insecurities keep you from exploring that, you know, it, but but I loved high school. I had a great time in high school. Not everybody feels that way. Yeah. So if you have no interest in going to your high school reunion, don't force it. Don't go because they're not for everybody. But yeah. if you're at all curious, go go to one. And if you don't like it, you don't don't go back. And but you don't you have might... to stay even. I mean, if, exactly. if it's, if it's right. awkward, exactly. You can... exactly. But if you give it a chance, um, you might you might you know, really reconnect with some old friends that, you know, you didn't know you mattered to so much. Yeah, I like that. I, I think that's all great advice. Well, I'm going to uh, end this, but I want to say I'm not going to give out information about where our reunion is going to be, et cetera. <laughs> all I'm going to say is if you are an Adams alum and you're watching this and you didn't have the information, you can go to the Facebook page for Adams High School and you'll find the information there. And hopefully you'll, if you're close by, you can make a last minute decision to show up. But all else I will say is, Rosemary, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for all the work you put into organizing this reunion and the ones in the past. I, I think you know from me, it has been one of the joys of, of my recent years in adult life to be able to come in and share time at these reunions. And I'm looking forward to seeing you very soon at this one. Yes, in less than 48 hours. That's right. Yeah. All right. Safe we'll take care. And uh, we'll see you Saturday. All right. Thanks, Rosemary. Okay. Thanks, Steve. Bye-bye. All right. Back again here. I hope you enjoyed that. It was a grand experiment for Coffee Breaks with Steve to... Uh, to do that, we have, I think that's the first time that I have pre-recorded a conversation um, in order to play it during the live broadcast. So 
I think it worked out fine. But uh, and I do appreciate again. Thanks to Rosemary for being here. You know, I got so quick at the outset of our show today, and I know we're already running a little bit late here, but. I didn't talk about any special days this week, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time going over some of just the, the general special days, uh, although there were some interesting ones. But I do want to take a moment to mention a birthday coming up this week. It's my brother, Scott, is celebrating a birthday on August 10th. And so happy birthday, Scott. I, I feel great that I get to be here. And I'm actually at Scott and Kathy's house today in Gaston for um, for this and staying with them the weekend so I could attend the reunion. So we're gonna have a chance to do a little bit of early celebrating this weekend while I'm here, but happy birthday to Scott. And I just wanna encourage you again, if you are watching live and have joined the conversation or you're watching this later and recorded to you know, give your own comments. I think it's interesting how we do view reunions. Sometimes we don't wanna to go to a, a reunion because of those awkward or embarrassing moments that we still relive and remember life's most embarrassing moments all these years later and, and they still haunt us. Or there were relationships that were hurt and we're, we're, we either carry the pain of that or we're concerned about encountering some of those people. Um, we don't feel like we were popular or known. We, we don't think, sometimes it's because we say, you know, I've, I, have, I don't know that I've aged well. I look at myself in the mirror and I think, well, I've you know, I'm bald or I'm gray or I've gained weight or I'm wrinkled or whatever it might be. Bottom line is, so is everybody else. We've all gotten older than we were in high school. And I think it's okay. It's okay to see each other now. Um, and sometimes we're just, again, we talked about in that, in that conversation, we've gotten used to being able to meet virtually because we still carry certain concerns about our health or just our own personality style. We just want to do the virtual thing. There are also some positives. I think it's great to get back out there and, and be meeting in person, as Rosemary talked about. Um, have we sometimes some of us have very good memories of high school and want to reconnect and talk about the remember when type of, of moment. So as Rosemary said, though, it's not for everybody. So if you've got those opportunities, um, think about how you want to approach them. If you're an organizer for a reunion, think about the resources and maybe share some of those. We're going to put some things on the Coffee Breaks roundtable to follow up with this. Uh, but I do want to uh, take just a few minutes today, talk about what's going to be coming up next week. And uh, we're going to next week, uh, we're actually going to be talking about something that I think is, is interesting. Um, if I can get my screens to work correctly. There we go. We're all being impacted by inflation, by costs increasing and all the issues that have come up in our economy. Next week is not going to be a gripe session. I know we've all got our own issues about gas prices, grocery prices, supply chain issues, etc. What we're going to talk about next week, what I'm going to share, and I hope you have some tips that you can share are what are some ways that all of us can employ? You know, it used to be back in the old days, you just, well, I'm, I, I can get better prices at this store or I clip coupons. Some of you may still do that. But what are some of the tools, tricks, apps, tips, hacks, et cetera, that we can all use to, um, to, to help us save money and help us to fight what inflation is doing? So we're going to talk about that next week. In a couple of weeks, I've got another guest coming on and uh, we'll talk about uh, that a little bit more next week. But we're going to talk about how the job market has changed, partially because of COVID. Some things that were already 
happening and how both recruiters looked at candidates and job seekers looked at applying for jobs and, and determining how to go through that process. Some things changed because of COVID. Some things changed, were changing already and COVID accelerated them. And some things have just changed. And I've got a guest coming on who is a recruiter, a specialist in job recruiting. And we're going to talk about what has changed and how people should think about looking at the job market these days. And then um, three weeks out, we're going to have just a little bit of fun. We're, the topic's going to be, you had one job, and we're going to share some funny pictures and some funny stories about people who, there was, you had one job to do and talk about things like the, the putting a line down the middle of the road and not moving the dead possum out of the way, just painting the line right over it, or putting together a commercial bathroom, public bathroom, and putting the toilet paper all the way across the room. Just different things like that. We're going to share some funny moments. If you have ideas about a topic, if you have uh, things that you think we should be talking about on coffee breaks, or you have a person that you think would make a good guest, don't just make it pie in the sky, but maybe somebody you have a connection with that you can help make an introduction for, anything though, throw them out there. Love to hear those. And this is our conversation, so I want to make you a part of it. You've stuck with me a little bit longer than usual today, and I hope it's been fun. I hope it's been exciting, but I uh, just want to thank you for being here. If you are planning on attending the Adams reunion later today, I don't know if anybody on here is, but then hopefully I'll see you there. I'm going to be getting ready to go right after this and go and make my appearance looking grayer and more wrinkled and older and whatever else. I don't care. It's just fun to see people. But anyway, listen, we're still living in times when so much is, is happening around us. Some good, some bad, some otherwise. But as you know, we all have power. We all have a voice. We all can make a difference. So please find a way to make a difference in your world this week. And I'll see you soon. God bless you. Have a great week.